Turret. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The One World Beast System is roaring into reality, my friends. It is roaring. You can hear it if you have your ear tuned to the ground. You can hear it roar into reality. The globalists and the technocrats are moving rapidly to install a new global economic order that will outmaneuver the political system and enslave all humanity. And it has to do with the fast-approaching beast system, which is marching toward us like World War III and economic slavery through cashless payment systems, biometric surveillance, and even death. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to be taking a look at how this beast system is roaring into reality. But President Donald Trump, back in September of 2019, was addressing the United Nations General Assembly. He said the future does not belong to the globalists. I'd like for you to hear what he had to say. It'll just take a little over a minute, but I think it will be worth your while. Listen carefully to the words of Donald J. Trump on September 24th, 2019. The free world must embrace its national foundations. It must not attempt to erase them or replace them. Looking around and all over this large, magnificent planet, the truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. And if you want peace, love your nation. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent. Independent nations. The future does not belong to globalists. The future does not belong to globalists. I want you to remember those words. Well, those were fighting words. Fighting words to the Western world and its globalist leaders. Fighting words to the entire Democratic Party in America, Democrat Party. Fighting words to a large proportion of the Republican leaders in the Republican Party in America because they are intent on concluding and wrapping up a one-world global system. And for that reason, Donald Trump must be removed from society. And that explains 100% why he is being, even this very day, challenged again with yet another indictment. 
indictment after indictment after indictment after indictment. Nobody would be challenged the way Donald J. Trump has been challenged with the use of law as a means to subvert truth, subvert freedom in order to achieve a vision for a one-world government that goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 11 and the infamous Tower of Babel. Indeed, the one-world beast system is roaring into reality, friends, and at the moment, even though there may be others who are against the one-world system, they're just not strong enough and not willing to really stand in the evil day. They're not willing to speak. But Donald J. Trump was willing to speak, and he said, we're going to make America great again. Now, we're not going to go into American exceptionalism and all of that kind of discussion here today because it's not necessary. We're focusing on what is really at stake. What's really at stake here are not things like the economy or health or any of these kinds of things. Those are parenthetical. The real issue is the new world or global order or government. Or, as Klaus Schwab says with the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, set for 2030. That also is the date that the United Nations has set for its United Nations Agenda 2030. In fact, it seems like all of these various groups have established 2030 as their turnaround date. Today, we're at 2023. Somewhere between six and a half and seven and a half years from now, they intend to completely transform our world into a one-world government. Donald J. Trump and those who support him are the ones who primarily are seen as standing in the way of that agenda. Everything else is parenthetical. It doesn't matter what you think about Donald Trump. He represents something that nobody else was willing to stand for or against. When he came out and declared as a billionaire who was not linked to any particular party per se, because he had this sense of independence, he wasn't under the gun of the Republican Party or the Democrat Party or any other party. He said, we're going to make America great again. Enough is enough, and we're not going to allow this spirit of globalism to continue. We're going to exalt the God who made and preserved us a nation. You say, well... Isn't that interesting? I would never have thought of Donald J. Trump as a particularly godly man. Well, I understand that. Neither would I. On the other hand, he is the one who more than anyone else in the four of American politics or even American life today, who is actually linking together the opposition to a new global order with the necessity 
of worshiping the God who made and preserved us a nation and who created the world and everyone in it. I want you to think about that as we move into the balance of today's program. I'm not asking you to be a follower or a supporter of Donald Trump. He stands in a place and for a position that almost no one else with any particular ability or power or persuasiveness has been willing to do. And for that, they must crucify him. If they cannot crucify him by mocking him and by attacking his finances, they'll crucify him by trying to put him in prison and keep him locked up. And if they can't do it that way, I fear what would come next. Roaring into reality. The One World Beast System. We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. About three and a half months ago, Leo Holman wrote a piece called The One World Beast System Roaring Into Reality, and he asked the question, is anyone listening? Is anyone listening? He said the globalists and technocrats are moving rapidly to install a new global economic order that will outmaneuver the political system and enslave all of humanity. He said, you've got the likes of Bill Gates and Henry Kissinger and the Rockefellers and other powerful interests that have been advocating for decades to reduce the human population of the earth. Just this last week, as I recall, another voice came out. We have to reduce the population of the earth by at least 2 billion people. Another says we have to reduce the population to at least no more than 2 billion people. How's that going to be accomplished, friend? You see, it's not about people. The new global order is not about people. It's about power. Forget the people. The people are merely pawns in the greater scheme. Whatever it takes, we'll use them as pawns. But it's about power. And as you know, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that will lead ultimately and inexorably to an infamous an infamous power called the Antichrist, the counterfeit Christ. And all of the regional governments of the earth that are part of this new global system will then give their power delegate their power and their authority to this one individual who will be seen as, shall we say, the kingpin, the one who can make it all happen. And we can repose our trust, the trust of the world. He will be the great and ultimate peacemaker, bringing peace on earth 
restoring goodwill to men and will make it possible for everyone to have three chickens in every pot, four cars in every garage, or reduce everyone to one car in every garage and one chicken in every pot. That's equity. Now, in order to move things in that direction, you have to get control of the technology, and you have to use the technology to get control of the people. So Leo Holman says Panera Bread just a few weeks ago rolled out a new biometric payment option offered by Amazon where customers have their palms scanned with no cash or credit cards necessary. And now J.P. Morgan has announced it also is rolling out a new biometric payment system. And then, of course, you're a familiar, I'm sure, with Visa's system. Invites you to learn how to tap to pay with its contactless payment systems. And that's been adopted by McDonald's and Aldi and Costco and CVS Pharmacy, 7-Eleven, Starbucks, Office Max, Whole Foods, and a whole bunch of others. And every time corporate America rolls out a new technological advancement, listen, the selling point is always the same. It's always more safe, more secure, and more convenient. But ultimately, that so-called safety and convenience inures to the control of those who are handling the technology. And that's where it goes. So, things are moving very, very quickly, very, very rapidly. An article came out in NBC News with the headline, The Future Does Not Belong to Globalists. And it was talking about, quoting Mr. Trump, who in November, excuse me, in September of 2019, said the free world must embrace its natural found, its national foundations. It must not attempt to erase them or replace them. So he urged his fellow heads of state, the presidents and prime ministers of the world, in their various countries, through the United Nations General Assembly, to push their own countries first, just like he was trying to make America first. He said wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future, he said, does not belong to the globalists. The future belongs to patriots. And so he lift, he ended his speech imploring his fellow leaders to lift up your nations. He said, make your country strong and prosperous and righteous. Honor the dignity of your people. Where have you heard any candidate talking about making the people righteous? Have you heard that coming from any of the so-called Christian candidates running for the presidency on the Republican side of the ticket? No, you have not heard that. But you did hear it from Donald Trump in 2019. Make your countries righteous. Why is that? Because the Bible says that righteousness alone exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Therefore, the stand that Mr. Trump is making is a biblical stand. Now, that may come as a novel idea to some listeners today, but indeed it is a biblical stand because God did not intend for the nations to unite. In fact, he opposed it. 
Just look what he did at the Tower of Babel. He caused them all to babble. Why? Because he did not want them to be in unity because they would attempt to usurp his godhood. So he destroyed, he confused their languages. And that was the beginning. Ever since then, humankind at various stages throughout history have tried to emulate the Tower of Babel in their new and different ways to become, shall we say, king of the mountain and rule the world. So I wrote the book, King of the Mountain. If you have not read it, you need to read it. You need to get that book, King of the Mountain, the eternal epic and end time battle for it said he who rules the temple mount rules the world. And that's where it's all heading. The book was written 10 years ago and it is as if it was written yesterday. In fact, it's almost as if it was written two or three years from now. People say, how in the world could you ever have written a book that told us exactly what was going to happen and how it was going to happen? But it is. The battle for king of the mountain. And ultimately, it has to use globalism in order to achieve that ultimate goal. That's the mechanism. The book, King of the Mountain, it's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. There's a reason why a Jewish talk show host brought me on for seven weeks in a row to discuss that book alone. Unheard of. You know why he did that? Because he realized there was something so profound about that book. It shook him. It shook him to the core. He realized it's truth. And maybe you will too when you read the book, King of the Mountain. The eternal epic and end time battle. Okay, we're going to continue to move forward here with the march toward globalism. It is a an insidious march, but it's not just insidious. It's taking boldly, friends. This is happening boldly. A prominent commentary voice online, John Daniel Davidson of The Federalist, is warning Democrats about their obvious plan to jail President Trump. That will put America in the same class of republic as those controlled by tin pot dictatorships, he said. Put bluntly, if Biden, Department of Justice, arrests Trump, the president's main political rival heading into the 2024 election, it will trigger a political and electoral crisis unlike any America has ever faced. Such a move would not only imperil the coming presidential election, but the republic itself. Jailing political rivals is what happens in tin pot dictatorships like Nicaragua, he said. Friends, that's exactly what they want to happen. Because they want to destable, destabilize rather, destabilize the country and the society to set the stage for ushering in the Great Reset and the New World Order. That's what they want to do.
Word of the latest Democrat scheming against Trump came from Trump himself this week when he confirmed he'd gotten a letter from the leftist prosecutor, Jack Smith, warning him he was being targeted yet again. This case apparently is over the January 6th, 2021 events at the U.S. Capitol where a few hundred people rioted and vandalized parts of the building. Smith already has brought one case against Trump, accusing him of multiple counts for having records from his presidency. But interestingly, Smith and others in the Department of Justice have failed to bring similar cases against Mike Pence and Joe Biden, both of whom also classify, held classified papers in their personal possession. The difference is that Trump had the authority to declassify any document he wanted, but Pence and Biden did not. Davison warns that the Biden DOJ's plan to indict and arrest Trump again should terrify all Americans. I agree. The mere fact that this is happening to this date should terrify all Americans. Because if that can happen to him, it can happen to you. All they have to do is trump up, pun intended. They need to tr- they can just trump up whatever charges they want. And you'll be guilty until proven innocent, and you'll never be able to prove yourself innocent, ever. Unfortunately, that's where things have gone today. Our justice system is an injustice system, and the habitation of God's throne is righteousness and justice. Therefore, God is not on the throne of American justice today. Period. Not even close doesn't even want to be close to American purported justice today because it's so unjust and unrighteous. The issue is not Donald Trump. The issue is unrighteousness. Double standards. And using the legal system and the law in order to undermine the law to accomplish a nefarious objective. That is, to get rid of someone that you think is your primary obstacle in bringing about the new global order. Terrifying all Americans. It should be. We should feel that terror. And going forward. Mr. Trump came out and said, recorded last month in the World Tribune, we become a regime. Two days after the Biden Department of Justice indicted him, he told a massive crowd at his 2024 campaign stop in Columbia, Georgia, at the end of the day, either the communists win and destroy America or we destroy the communists. And whether you want to call it communists or not, I would call it the globalists. Jack Prozibik of human events noted in a social media post, quote, the Biden administration has announced they are arresting their leading political opponent in any other country. We'd call this what is we'd call it a regime. He's right. This is no democracy. It's not even a democratic republic anymore. That's been completely co-opted by the Democrat Party and the Biden administration. There is no democracy anymore, not even a a purported democracy. It's a dictatorship. 
And that's necessary, apparently, they think, in order to bring about the reduction of American life, power, energy, economics, and patriotism to bring it to a low ebb so that everyone basically subsists in the country and will cry out for a new world order and another savior. Top brass at the FBI said that the identities of problematic confidential informants who were involved in reporting to the Bureau from January 6th to 2021 protests should be kept from the public. A whistleblower told that to the House Judiciary Committee. Really? There were at least 25 FBI confidential human sources there that had been planted among the people on January 6th, and they don't want their names to be known? Of course they don't want it. They created the situation, friends. They fomented what they're now accusing Trump there of. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, A letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Friends, we're talking today about the astounding globalistic push roaring the beast system foretold by the book of Revelation and by the book of Daniel roaring into reality. Indeed it is. And we see all of the earmarks of it and the footprints of it and the fingerprints of it. We see it everywhere. It's not hiding It's not conspiracy theories. It's all out there to be seen. Last week, a whistleblower, an FBI agent, told the uh, House Judiciary Committee that at least 25 FBI confidential human sources, in other words, agents, were at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. But, he said, that the leadership said they should not be revealed. Their names should not be revealed. Why? Why shouldn't their names be revealed like everybody else's names that were there? And why were they there? They were there, and the films, the videos show that they actually, some of them actually helped people. And then they were accused that as the people that were helped were accused of being part of an insurrection. It's amazing. It's just amazing. The revelations came as FBI Director Christopher Wray testified before the committee last Wednesday 
He refused to answer questions about January 6th. In particular, he didn't want to answer any questions concerning those many, many FBI agents that were planted, planted there in that group at the rally at the White House. When Ray was asked whether the FBI had confidential human sources at the Capitol, he said, well, I have to be very careful about what I can say in this regard, but let me just tell you, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Really? And we're supposed to take his word for it? He's been a dissimilar and a deceiver from the moment he took office. And we're supposed to trust him? You've got to be kidding me. Both the CIA and the FBI now have demonstrated that they are in cahoots to facilitate and undergird the New World Order. And those who are standing for it. An article came out uh, just, uh, well, actually a month and a half ago. Uh, David Kapalian, the editor-in-chief for World Net Daily. The title is, Why Today's Elites Literally Can't Stand Free Speech. He said, today, in every area of American life, free speech is routinely suppressed, often violently, and sometimes with the force of law. Do the elites hate free speech? Now, I want to uh, just indicate to you, I don't like to use the word elite. I just don't like it. It's a trite word. And it's like us versus them, whoever them is. Everybody else that I don't like is called the elite. I don't like to use that kind of a term. I'd like to use something more specific. How about those who are standing for a world order, a new global order, a one world government? That's who the elite are, friends. Let's just say it like it is. That way we can understand. It's not just some isolated group of people out there, the elite, just because they have a title or something. No, it's the people who are moving inexorably toward a global government. So David Capellian goes on to say, truthful speech serves to expose, undermine, and annihilate their self-serving agendas constitutes the greatest threat to their reign, which in turn compels them to crush dissent at all costs. This is the very essence of totalitarianism. Thus, are moral, honest Americans daily smeared as violent extremists, domestic terrorists, white supremacists, and ultra-mega insurrectionists. Notice they have to create labels. Have you noticed on this program that we do not use labels? Going from the very, very beginning of this program over 28 years ago, we have never used labels. I don't even like to use the term leftist. I want to use other terms that are more specific in terms of what is it that they think? What is it that these people actually believe? Not use a categorical label in order to isolate people. That gets us in trouble. Labels become libels. We don't talk that way on this program. The only time I even use the word gay 
is if I'm reading it from what somebody else wrote. I won't even use that word because it's not an honest word. If it were an honest word, it would mean blithe, happy, joyful. But it's not an honest word, not the way it's used in this culture. So I'll use the term sodomizer or a sod- sodomy or homosexual. That's the real word. Let's, friends, let's choose to talk real, honest talk. Not buy into all of these cultural shibboleths that show us that we bought into the ways and talking points of the culture. That's what they're using to bring about the global order. Do you not see that? Even George Orwell wrote about how language would be changed and manipulated in order to say that which was not true and then cause everyone to believe it. Then, there's so much here that I want to share with you, and I've got to be careful as I scan over some things that... uh, Uh, we have here on the broadcast desk. We're talking again about the rapid advance of globalism and the, uh, the beast system. The next item on the agenda here is the World Health Organization that has set its sights on establishing a platform for global governance through healthcare. So warned the former GOP presidential candidate and U.S. Representative Michelle Bachman a wonderful Christian lady who was in attendance at the 10-day annual assembly in Geneva of the World Health Assembly. It's considered the decision-making body for the World Health Organization, or WHO. And so to that end, it has proposed a worldwide convention in which it would assume the authority to make major decisions about health care, health threats, and then demand that all nations submit to its decisions and rulings, something that... Donald J. Trump categorically resisted. In fact, so categorically did he resist it that he took us out of the World Health Organization. And the moment Joe Biden was elected, he reversed that decision and put us back in the World Health Organization. In other words, Joe Biden is a globalist. That's his goal. He was deemed, in fact, declared by John Kerry, his environmental czar, to be the one who would usher the United States and the world into the Great Reset. That's what he said right there on George on uh, uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. Now, before we go further into this matter of the World Health Organization and uh, the globalizing of uh, control taking it away from American sovereignty and the sovereignty of all the nations of the earth and putting it in the hands of one man, essentially, the Secretary General of the United Nations, of the World Health Organization. So, before we do that, I want to make available to you yet another book. That's right. As you know, I wrote a series of three books that help to unveil 
in a progressive way, not using the term progressive in a proper term, not in a political way. In other words, one stage at a time, first king of the mountain, the eternal epic and end time battle. Then came Antichrist. How do I identify the coming imposter? $22. We'll put that book in your hands. It's 450 pages. I can almost guarantee you've never, ever, ever read a book like it. You may have read a book about Antichrist, but not like this book. No. It contains so many features that others would never write about. It's not a pride statement. It's just a reality. It's the way it is. $22, we'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. If you want to get that and King of the Mountain together, then you'll reduce your postage and handling by $3. So it'll be a total of $7 for both books. Right there on the website, saveus.org, or give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us. Now, in a few minutes, I'm going to talk to you about the third book, the most recent one. But for now, we've got King of the Mountain, then Antichrist, and then the next one, which we'll talk about in a few moments. President Joe Biden is working to enable the international group, the World Health Organization, to centralize authority, not just for pandemics, but for any health emergency in the hands of the Director General of the United Nations and the World Health Organization. So there are some dark powers that are trying to rule the world through health care. There's a dual-track system, said Michelle Bachman, that they're following. One is... Uh, through a global pandemic treaty that they call an accord. The second is through 300 amendments that they've added to the international health rules. Together, they will take away virtually all national sovereignty. You'll be under a world government. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. Freedom will not ring under a globalistic system, and neither will your exercise 
of biblical faith. If you think uh, speech is suppressed now, just think what will happen increasingly as you come under, we all come under a global sovereignty. They hate God. God is not in their hearts. In fact, God is their opposition. That's why they will inaugurate a counterfeit Christ. Michelle Bachman is talking about this World Health Organization uh, effort to establish a global platform for global governance through health care. She said, it is a web that locks us in the likes of which we have never seen before. They're planning to meet in New York City in September. That's just two months from now. They'll give a final completed package of the 300 amendments together with a global pandemic treaty to the World Health Organization at the UN, and then they'll meet again in Geneva next February. But one year from this week, they will take the vote. She warned that Biden's health secretary, the extreme left Xavier Becerra from California, told her he wants more surveillance of Americans and their health. Surveillance, friends. They intend to have surveillance over every citizen on Earth, and they intend to control through health care. Can you now give greater credence to what Donald Trump said to the United Nations in September of 2019 that we opened the program with? That globalism is not the direction that the world should go? That we should, he says, the future does not belong to globalists? That the nations of the earth should pursue their own nations and the best interests of their own nations, just as God said they should from the get-go. God himself appointed the bounds of the nation's friends. The Bible says so. So what Donald Trump is talking about here, whether he realizes it or not, he's actually expressing a strong foundational biblical truth from God's viewpoint. But there's a fellow in the UK that doesn't have that viewpoint. His name is King Charles III. Now, I'm Charles III, but he's King Charles III. The new prime minister, the new prime minister of the UK, and he has deep ties with the World Economic Forum. Globals could not be happier as both A fellow by the name of Rishi Sunak was installed by King Charles as Great Britain's third prime minister. Charles the King, Sunak, Rishi Sunak, as the prime minister. They both have long-standing ties to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Both are major wealthy. Charles is a major supporter of Schwab's Great Reset Agenda and even touted the onset of the COVID pandemic as the perfect opportunity to overhaul the world's economy and usher in a fourth industrial revolution. 
A longtime attendee at the World Economic Forum's Davos Summits, King Charles has for decades been an outspoken champion of the group's global climate agenda, which he is pushing on a massive scale. Sunak, the new prime minister, is a former Goldman Sachs banker with a fortune even bigger than that of King Charles. As prime minister, Sunak has vowed to implement the World Economic Forum's climate initiatives, among others, Schwab-backed policies. That is, Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum. Schwab has been working closely with governments around the world to implement the World Economic Forum's climate climate, uh, overhaul agenda. Sunak is a supporter of, of the central bank digital currencies and is seen as a key player in the quest to form a cashless society where all financial transactions are tracked by global governments. That came from the World Tribune. Then this piece. You notice that there are many pieces to this global package. We're disclosing many of them here today on Viewpoint. Here's another one. Global elite's goal is to eliminate all personal cars. During a panel session titled The Evolution of Urban Life, uh, Jubier, uh Minister of State for Foreign Affairs and Climate Envoy for Saudi Arabia, said at a recent meeting in Switzerland, there will be no cars. No cars. They're attempting to create a city that's environmentally friendly, sustainable, that has very high quality of life, that has virtually no traffic. The era of cars as the ultimate tool for personal freedom and mobility will soon be over, says the World Economic Forum. Are you listening yet? I want you to think for just a moment. If you're living anywhere near a metropolitan area and there's any kind of development going on that is residential development going on, what would you say is that stands out in the residential development area? I'm going to tell you what it is. It is so-called apartment or condo living that is created in high-rises, maybe four, five, six stories, and they look like tenement houses. And they're being made by the thousands, masses of these all over the place. Where we live here in the greater metropolitan Richmond, Virginia, it's astounding what we're seeing. And there's no seeming architectural significance to these. It's as if they're giant tenement houses. And people are, young people are moving into them and they're building uh, them around certain little developments of commercial enterprises, different stores and so on. And you have to wonder, why are they doing that? I'll tell you why. They're aggregating the people into a controllable environment. 
no cars. You will not be able to go hardly anywhere. That will be your place. You'll be under dominion, under control. Much easier to control than if you're out there in the suburbs somewhere or you're out there in the farmland somewhere. No, they're gathering the people together in enclaves that are intense population focuses. It's all part of preparing for the new global order. Technocrats plot to observe and track human thoughts with implants. That's the next one. Mind control is the final frontier of the technocratic revolution. So far, the human mind remains a sanctuary free from prying foreign eyes, the last refuge, but this is not going to last now. Duke University professor Nita Farani, also at Davos, Switzerland, surveyed the current state of mind monitoring technology. The World Economic Forum is very interested in monitoring our thoughts, she said. Imagine a world of total transparency where every thought you think is visible to everyone else. She talks about the coming age of wearable neurotechnology, where your ear pods monitor your brainwave activity all day, every day, to track your brain health. Wow. That goes beyond anything that George Orwell ever conceived of in 1984 his book. This is not just about physical control, it's about psychological control. And if that were not enough, we have the issue of food security as well. Food security is national security. And the way things are set up, as you know, our supermarkets and the whole system is designed to provide uh, just-in-time food distribution. So our supermarkets are capable of sustaining uh, their constituencies with food and so on for a period of somewhere between one and three days. Otherwise, their shelves become empty. Now what are you going to do? If that's controlled, if food distribution is controlled, which it will be, Now what are you going to do? And how will food distribution be controlled? It's called the mark, friend. Have you heard of that? The mark of the beast? Oh, you haven't heard of it yet? You're kidding. The book of Revelation chapter 13 and chapter 14 tell us about it. That every man, woman, and child will be mandated to receive the mark in order to be able to buy or sell, in other words, to conduct business, even to get food. The reason we're bringing this up is not to stir fear. But friends, if we do not accept and understand the trajectory of our world right now and begin to rebuild a faith that will stand in the evil day. You and those you love will succumb. And it won't just be about their temporal destiny, it will be about their eternal destiny. 
Because everyone who takes that mark, the scripture says, will be consigned to eternal damnation. Why? Because it's a test of your trust. Are you aligning yourself with the God of creation or with his counterfeit? Satan's alternative. It's as simple as that. On our wall, we have this verse, beautiful calligraphy plaque. Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Those are not just idle words, friends. Those are not just idle words. Every single one of us is being brought to the place of choosing. Now, one of the things you can do to prepare in a modest way is to create some food storage for yourself and your family, those you care for. You can do that. But if you think you're going to be able to put together a storage system that's going to handle three and a half years, uh, that may be beyond the scope of your ability financially and even physically. Look, the ultimate issue here is trust. What God is looking for in your life and mine, do you trust me? And if you trust me, do you obey me? And if you don't obey me, you don't trust me. You see, that's why that song says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It's a big deal. It sounds simple, but it's a very big deal. Now, the final book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Oh, it will reveal to you the competitors for Messiah. Oh, and they are numerous. Beyond anything that you could imagine. Satan is very clever, and he's working triple time. $22 will put Messiah in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friends. Remember, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his goodwill, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.